Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode, a much-anticipated episode, may I add in, of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, where I am finally tackling the topic, does our metabolism change as we age? And if so, what the hell can we do about it? Because, girl, losing weight in my 20s feels so different than my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, and my 60s. So if you, regardless of your age, regardless of how much weight you want to lose, this is going to be one of those OG... I'm going to talk about it, link it a ton episodes because it is such an important topic that isn't just answering, okay, is your metabolism changing, but really is going to equip you with everything that you need to do. And honestly, I can tell that I will know actually as I'm recording this, I know that this will literally hit home for you because this episode was literally inspired by a post I did on social media where I talked about losing weight in your 20s versus 30s just feels so much different as I hit my 30th birthday and you know my body and my life feels different as I am a human living breathing dietitian that is a woman that is living life as well so I relate guys I see the struggle sometimes as we get older and trying to lose weight and like understanding what is happening to our bodies as we go through different life phases so I really hope this episode helps you guys out so you know ripping off the band-aid jumping literally right freaking in we're diving head first into the deep end let's cut to the chase and talk about some of the research on metabolism and really answer the question, does our metabolism change as we get older? And, you know, my answer might shock you a little bit. My answer is sort of like a yes and no. We have research to show kind of both perspectives. But what is really interesting is we actually find our metabolism does change. It evolves. But our metabolism isn't the only thing that impacts our weight loss. And I think a lot of times when you feel like my body just feels so different right now, I think a lot of times we blame our age, but what you're really going to see through what I talk about here is it is not just our age and it isn't just because like we're older, our metabolism changes. It's a whole slew of things that impact how our bodies change as we get older. Um, so we actually see, and actually more recently in 2023, a study came out on what we call daily energy expenditure, which is basically the amount of calories and energy your body uses and how much you burn throughout the day. And that's what daily energy expenditure is, like how much you're expending. Really what's interesting is this study saw that throughout human life, 6,500 participants from 29 countries were used in this study, and it included both males and females. And the study actually showed very similar to what um, you know I was even taught in school as a dietitian, that our metabolic rates actually don't significantly drop until around age 60. And, you know, it always really shocking to me because, you know, I, I'm very much like many of you guys where I was taught when I was younger, at least maybe not through school, but I was under the impression that our bodies, as we get older, like there is this inevitable drop in our metabolism that like literally just, you know, sets you up for success etched in stone, like you're going to gain weight. But it became very apparent to me as I started studying nutrition more that this isn't actually quite the case and that our metabolism actually year after year, even decade after decade, it's not that our metabolism and how much we burn changes as much as kind of what I think we allude to. It does change as we age, 
but it isn't as significant of a drop that is going to immediately lead to weight gain. Now, that's the really important thing to understand because your metabolism may change, but is that change enough for it to cause 5, 10, 15, 20 pounds of weight gain? That is really the question that a lot of a lot of research out there and a lot of people like me as a dietitian, like we're really interested in. So that's why, you know, even a study like this in 2023, but there's obviously other research out there too that, you know, equips me to share this information with you guys. You know, it really contradicts much of what we're led to believe about our bodies at a really young age. And, you know, especially as we go through life experiences and we gain weight and we think, you know, our body just feels so much different. And that's really because it's not that our metabolism drastically drops every single year as we get older. But what's also important to understand is our metabolism may not change drastically, but our composition, our body composition, that can absolutely change as we get older. And that's really important to understand because what your body composition is like, your fat versus your muscle mass and how you, you know, how you look, you know, all of that goes into self-confidence, but it also goes into what you look like and how you use food as fuel and energy in your body and how efficient your body is. So it's really interesting switching gears for a moment is we have numerous scientific articles to back up the fact that as we get older, and this is like very common knowledge, guys, as we get older, our muscle mass decreases about three to 8% per decade after the age of 30. But specifically every year after age 30, age 30 is usually that year we really think about when it comes to not just muscle mass, but also our bone mass. Like we will begin losing muscle and bone after that like peak peak time typically for our bone mass, but especially with muscle at that time. And we find this decrease in muscle mass is also typically accompanied with a progressive increase in our fat mass in our body. So what that basically means is our muscle mass begins to decrease typically, and that's related to getting older and some of the shifts in our hormones and our body composition. But what also happens is it's not that the muscle's being replaced with fat, but our composition changes. And what usually happens is we're losing this muscle, but we're also gaining some fat on top of it. And so obviously, this may not even necessarily lead to drastic changes in our weight, but it does change how we look and feel in our bodies, especially if we were leaner before. And I just want to point out that this is not just involuntary muscle loss that is associated with aging, but it also is related to things that are voluntarily things that our habits impact. So what that means is with our age, typically what happens is as we get older, we typically are less active. We also can accumulate health-related issues. Maybe it's arthritis. Maybe it's hypothyroid. Maybe we get diagnosed with PCOS. That impacts all of this too. Then maybe we have a sedentary job versus like when we were younger, we were playing sports. Even on a college campus, we're walking around a lot more, right? And of course, we have increased responsibilities. Our priorities shift. We want to start a family. We you know, have obligations. We have to go to more doctor's appointments potentially. Like you might fall out of the habit of exercising. Like it isn't just our metabolism changing, I guess is what I'm really trying to point out to you guys. It's also the fact that our bodies are changing also because some of our habits have shifted paired with what does happen as age-related muscle loss and age-related bone mass do occur. But with all of this in mind, I just want to point out that everything I'm describing is the fact that it isn't just your age. Your age isn't a death sentence to your metabolism changing, you becoming fat, you gaining weight, you you not liking the way that you look, you becoming unhealthy. It is also our health status and our habits. And specifically for women, we can't not talk about this topic, especially on a female-focused podcast. Um, but as women, we also have to talk about our hormones. So some research studies will state that during perimenopause, you know, typically between 40 and 50 for many women, but it could you know, certainly start in the late 30s. You know, I'm not an expert on this, but, you know, I do see different situations with many of my clients. But 
Now, we do know during perimenopause, before we hit the big, big old menopause, the big P or the big, the big M, I guess P would be perimenopause or premenopause. And then obviously M would be menopause. Anyway, I digress. But we know women during this time experience hormone fluctuations. I mean, that's literally what menopause is about. And primarily, there is a decline in estrogen, which will lead to various changes in our bodies. What's really important to understand, it isn't just the hormonal changes that lead to premenopause or menopause, but it's also the other lifestyle factors and your genetics paired with this change in hormones. So, you know, for instance, when your estrogen levels drop, typically what happens is there's a decrease in muscle and an increase in body fat related to those hormones because our hormones impact our body and how you know, not just what we look like, but how our body utilizes food as fuel and, you know, many of these processes. So, you know, muscle tissue, because it burns more calories at rest compared to fat, when you're having this shift in your body composition, which usually happens for many women, especially when perimenopause comes on the table and you're, you know, beginning to have these symptoms and this drop in estrogen, that can change how you look um, and obviously also change what your body composition is like, which also increases your potential to have weight gain and really how your body uses food as fuel. It also decreases your body's calorie burning capacity at the end of the day. But you know what's what's important to understand as someone, you know, I'm only 30 guys, but I do coach a lot of women who are older than me. And obviously I've studied this from more like a, a scientific perspective paired with more real life. But, you know, specifically I find when we compare our bodies decade to decade, I even just think about my own life and many of my clients' stories. And, you know, I just don't think we can talk about our metabolism changing without also talking about how our lifestyles change and how life changes as we get older. I mean, you're a completely different person than you were five years ago, one year ago. But, you know, comparing yourself 10 years ago, I mean, you can't even compare because you are just filled with so much more wisdom and life experience. And you now your life probably looks very different. You know, when I think about someone 20s and their thir- to their 30s or 30s to their 40s, you know, you might not be going out every weekend. You have less alcohol, but more food in your diet. You might have more money to be able to treat yourself. And you know, have more variety in your food choices. You know, if you do drink, it's maybe harder to recover from hangovers and bounce back from those changes, especially if you are still drinking in your lifestyle. You probably are more sedentary and you probably have a high stress job. Maybe you've had kids. Maybe your family members are getting older and there's a capacity for you to care for some of them and that's shifted your responsibilities. I mean, we go through different relationships, different friend groups, different different romantic partners, different experiences. You live in different places, different weather conditions. I mean, All of these things impact our lifestyle ultimately. And, you know, as much as I can sit here and be like, damn, like my body does feel different from 20 to now 30 and, you know, all of these things. But like, you can't just blame your metabolism for it. You also have to take not personal responsibility, but like, I think just having awareness about like, as your life changes, like many of your habits do. And it's not about resenting the fact that you've gained weight or you look different than that, you know, 10 year younger version of yourself. but I think it's also just pairing like, you know, yes, you know, our bodies are set up to lose muscle and gain fat as we age, especially as women. And, you know, that shift of aging, like I want you guys to age naturally and gracefully, especially when it comes to your metabolism. But those changes are inevitable. But I think what's important that I hope you get from today's episode is although there's many changes that are not, I would say, like inevitable, but like are expected, like we know this is why women require more protein as they age and why strength training is important. Like we know the age-related muscle loss that happens after age 30. However, just because there is this age-related muscle loss that we know that happens and this increase for health risk and you know disease, like that doesn't mean that's your destiny. Like there are things that you can do to not just decrease your risk of having these things from happening, but also prevent this from happening. 
But, you know, without making these changes, this is going to be your destiny because this is what happens to our bodies. Our metabolisms do change as we age. But I just want to point out that aging is not a death sentence to confidence and weight because, yes, those changes do happen. But with the right awareness, like you can really you can really set yourself up to age gracefully and have a metabolism that might be better and more healthier than where you were in your 20s and your 30s as you get older. So, yes, the short answer to this very long TED Talk is your metabolism does change and your body does change as you age, but ultimately it is not the sole responsibility of your weight gain. It is not the sole reason why you've gained weight. It's the whole interplay of your lifestyle, your habits, your genetics, you know, your choices over time that also go into this of, of with these changes because, you know, when we look at research, your metabolism cannot be the only thing to blame for weight gain. And we see this because there just isn't enough change that can't be counteracted through your choices in your metabolism and in how many calories you burn a day. But obviously you're here not because you want me to be the bearer of bad news that our metabolism does change, but you want to think about what you can do about it. And when I think about myself in the future and, you know, older and and just all the things I want to accomplish in my life, I really always hope that the best days are not behind me. I really, really hope the best days are in front of me. They're ahead of me. I hope I'm fitter, faster, stronger, more confident, more secure with myself. Like I, I bring that energy into this podcast. I hope it's infectious. I hope it's something that you guys feel too. But I bring that up because I never want you to focus on, you know, the best days were in the past. I felt my most confident before. Like I will never look that good again. Like I, I may never look like I did before and I can look back and have these moments where maybe I, I I was like, damn, I love that outfit. I loved how I look. Like those are all normal things, but I really want you guys to get into this mindset that the best days are, are yet to come. Like there's so much that you can reminisce on that is great for you. But like when it comes to your body and your health, you know, you might not feel <laughs> the same way you do working out. I know I get aches and pains and you know, my recovery looks a lot different now and I'm far less fit sometimes than I than I was back in the day. But like you know, we can work towards finding this new, this new balance with like what being fit means when we get older. And, you know, maybe I'm not going to run a sub five minute mile or not sub five, a sub six minute mile. You know, I'm not that fast guys. Like I did in high school, but like, heck, I, you know, I, I really hope I can improve my cardio fitness and crush workouts. And maybe I'm slightly slower than like at my peak, right? Because our bodies do change and our capacity to be the fittest version of ourselves, right? Like we know that those changes we age, but Ultimately, like your best days are not behind you. Like you can literally, like I, I hope your best days are in front of you guys. All right, quick question. Are you a woman that has been wanting to lose 10 or more pounds and feel more like yourself in your body, but you have been struggling with understanding how to lose weight without gaining it back instantly and how to actually stick to healthy eating with your busy lifestyle? Or maybe you have been working out so hard, so consistently, eating healthy every single day, but you just still can't seem to drop any weight, so you're just not sure where you're going wrong. Well, if this is you, girlfriend, you are in luck because my coaching program, 90 Day Fit Bay Body, was literally created for you. Right when you join Fit Bay Body, we first set you up with our signature initial onboarding call where you get custom calories, custom macros, and most importantly, a custom game plan personalized to your body that is all based on how you eat now and what you specifically need to tweak to start seeing fat loss immediately. 
And to help make sure you are never stuck and your plan is actually working, you will also get access to group coaching calls every single week with me and the Team TSN Dietitian Coaches. On these calls, I absolutely love to do food log reviews, progress tracking reviews, and girl, of course, during these sessions, of course, we talk about mindset. Plus, you also get weekly online check-ins with us every single Friday, of course, to hold you accountable, plus daily access to our private coaching community area. That way, whenever you have questions or struggles that come up, we are literally always here, a message away to support you fast. And the best news is we just opened up 20 brand new coaching spots for January. So if you've been wanting to work with me personally and have custom support and accountability to ensure you get to your goals in 2024 and you actually can stay there, let this be your sign. Plus, because I'm all about go big or go home, for the first time ever, you will receive not one, but two one-to-one bonus check-in calls with your Team TSN dietitian coach whenever you want to use them in your program if you sign up before December 22nd. To apply, head to thesororitynutritionist.com backslash 90dayfitbaybody. And this link is also in the show notes for you below. That way you can submit your application and snag your coaching spot. Now back to today's episode. Anyway, you're probably wondering, okay, what the hell can we do about this? Because we know the age-related muscle loss. We know our risk for bone loss, which by the way, you're probably wondering, why are you even talking about bone loss? Like bone loss is no bueno. Bone loss relates to lifting weights and protein and all the things I always talk to you guys about. Losing bone is like bad, like straight up bad. And usually bone loss is associated with muscle loss and it's a whole system that kind of occurs together. But yeah, you don't want to lose bone. Like I know in your 60s and 70s, you'll be thinking of me on this episode if you're in your 20s and 30s right now being like, okay, yeah, that dietitian told me years ago, like bone loss is bad. You're going to care about it when you lose bone and then you break a hip, you know, just literally falling on the ground. So having sexy bones, strong bones is just as hot as having sexy muscle to look a certain way in the mirror, guys. Both of those go hand in hand. Anyway, though, what can we do about the age-related metabolic changes that happen and our metabolism slowing down? Well, there are actually one, two, three, four, five things I explored that I was like, okay, I want to make a top five list which is hard to make a top five list, guys. It really is because there's a lot. I was actually going to add more to it. But I was like, okay, I want to give you the most important things when I think about metabolism, counteracting, the slowing down, the changes that happen. And honestly, when I think about nutritional needs as my clients age, like where are the things that I usually think about? And you'll notice a lot of them are important for all age groups, all topics, all of my clients, all of what, you know, I talk to you guys on this show about. But Yeah, these are definitely the top five that I have. So the first thing that you can do to counteract many of the metabolic changes that happen in our bodies, and this is not just from a weight loss perspective, but, you know, I'm talking from a caloric burn. (laughs) We're trying to burn as much as we can without going to the gym kind of mindset. One of the most important things to avoid these metabolic changes is utilizing a high protein diet. High protein diets actually increase our energy expenditure. So how many calories you burn a day and specifically does this through altering the thermic effect of food, which is a component of um, what we you know calculate in terms of your maintenance calories, guys. So the thermic effect of food is something I think I've mentioned before, but basically for all the macros, carbs, proteins, fats, the three macros, there's a certain thermic effect of food we associate with those. And thermic effect of food is basically how our body breaks down food and how much energy has to be used in that process of breaking down the food to extract the energy, aka extract the calories from it to use in our bodies. What happens with our metabolism, which by the way, metabolism literally just means how we break down food in our bodies, 
because our metabolism is how we break down food in our bodies, the types of foods we eat actually impact how much we burn through the process of breaking them down. Because when you eat food, it doesn't just like go into calories like that's it. Like your body has to break it down through complex scientific processes that we're not going to talk about on this episode. Basically, we break down that food to use it as fuel. So you know, fat is a zero to three percent for the thermic effect of food. Carbs are five to ten percent. But what's important, guys, is protein is twenty to thirty percent. Protein takes the most amount of energy to break down and use as fuel. So not only do you get all these other great benefits I talk about all the time, but when it comes to counteracting some of the metabolic changes, this is one of the best things we can do. High protein diets are also known to preserve our resting energy expenditure, and they actually prevent muscle loss alongside helping you burn more calories, which by not only helping you burn more calories, but you also having more muscle because you're preventing muscle loss, this is going to positively impact your what we call is like diet-induced energy expenditure. So basically the amount of calories that you you burn a day um, is, is literally going to increase from it. Now, it's not going to be enough to like never work out a, a day again in your life, right? Because working out is important. Um, it's not like you're burning 500 calories by having more muscle, but the, these small things paired with all of the small things I'm telling you really do add up over time. And it's a whole synergistic ecosystem. It's not just the fact that you're burning more calories, breaking it down. It's like all of the things that protein does paired with all of these things, like it can really impact and kind of like make or break how many calories you're burning a day. The second thing that you can do to counteract some of these changes is start lifting weights. Absolutely one of my favorite things. I talk about it all the time for you guys. I actually wish I did it sooner, but it's never too late to start. Even if you're in your 50s or 60s, in your 70s, we can see benefit from beginning. Obviously, do it with a trained professional provider who is going to make sure you're like you're cleared for it, obviously, especially if you're older. But lifting weights are really great because um, when you're doing resistance-based activity, you're going to increase your basal metabolic rate. This is also especially beneficial, not just for people who already lift weights, but also women who don't lift weights. We see this in research with adult women who are sedentary and not very active, that you will increase your basal metabolic rate, which is really great for your total daily burn and what goes into your maintenance calories. This also can really help counteract a lot of age-related drops in our metabolism because you're going to be keeping more muscle when you start to lift weights. The third thing that is really great alongside protein is fiber. Um, we actually saw in research ahead of this episode, I did, did do a little bit of a deep dive for you guys. And, you know, I like talking about things, but sometimes having like concrete information, like examples, I think can be really helpful. Let me know what you guys think. But there was actually a study with 252 middle-aged women who were observed over a 20-month period. And the participants in the study lost on average 4.4 pounds due to an increase of eight grams of dietary fiber per thousand calories. And what we can associate for why this happened is when you increase fiber, typically it decreases how much you're eating because of satisfaction and satiation. But what's also really cool about fiber is fiber is not just great because it's this indigestible part of carbs that keeps you fuller for longer, but it also has a slew of reasons why it can impact your gut health, things far beyond just weight loss. But what's also really cool is specifically fiber. They're soluble and insoluble, but soluble fiber, because um, there's kind of like two categories of fiber. We actually see that soluble fiber produces two gut hormones known as peptide tyrosine, tyrosine, PYY, and glucagon-like peptide known as like GLP-1, which you see a lot associated with like with Ozempic and the other O in my life. I have Octavia and Ozempic. But we see that soluble fiber produces these two gut hormones, and, and those hormones play a role in satisfaction and satiation, which is literally the mechanism of you know many weight loss drugs like Ozempic. They want to basically increase these hormones to help with that satisfaction and basically decrease how much you're eating because it's altering your hunger hormones. And what's really cool is we see fiber plays a role in this. 
The fourth thing to consider beyond just fiber, because fiber is associated with what I'm going to say, but specifically the quality of your food is one of the most important things that I like to emphasize to my clients as a dietitian that will really help you with weight management. And we actually see what you eat impacts how not only efficient your body is and how your body uses food as fuel, but I would also argue impacts your health, which also then impacts what I would consider like a healthy metabolism. And what's really cool, which I actually didn't have this fun fact to be able to pull from you guys before, pull for you guys before, but research has even shown that you can increase your daily calorie expenditures, aka how many calories you burn a day, by focusing on what you eat. And we actually saw this in a specific study we looked at for this episode today on ultra-processed versus minimally processed food choices. And this is really cool because this basically showed that with an ultra-processed diet, it actually ends up having you typically eat more calories versus a minimally processed diet, which is not news in the dietetics world. Like that makes complete sense. Oftentimes because you have less protein, less fiber, more quick absorbing carbs that are more processed or more refined grains, that kind of stuff, usually higher in sugar. Like there's all of these other things with your diet that typically happens when it's like more processed versus like more natural food sources. But what's really interesting is that actually impacts not just how much we eat, but also how our body's using that food as fuel. And like the whole ecosystem, once again, is impacted. So um, one of the best things you can do is also focus on not just fiber and not just protein, but like where you're getting those choices from and going for more wholesome natural foods and less ultra processed foods. And the fifth thing, yes, fifth, number five, guys, last one, is sleep. Oh, gosh. And I almost wanted to add alcohol to this list because alcohol and sleep go hand in hand. But specifically improving the quality of your sleep will benefit your metabolism in so many different ways. And I know it's hard for my clients out there that has a baby or many babies or multiple little ones that you're caring for and you're in that first, maybe even second year of life and you're like, when is the sleep going to happen for me? Like, I get it. I understand. Maybe this section isn't for you to listen to right now, but prioritizing sleep and making sure sleep is a priority, honestly, above working out is something I will die for. Like on my grave, they will put prioritize sleep, honey. And I'm a big believer in it because, you know, sleep is that one thing that I think needs to be such a non-negotiable for people. I am a psychotic. I talk to you guys about it. I'm there's one thing I'm psycho about it is my sleep. It is getting quality sleep. It is getting uninterrupted sleep as best as I can when people and my dogs aren't waking me up and just trying to make that a priority for me, even when it's not always perfect. But improving the quality of your sleep and just your sleep habits in general has a massive capacity for you to be able to improve your daily caloric burn help manage cravings, help manage your hunger. And there is, you know, so much research around sleep with alcohol. Alcohol disrupts our sleep and the quality of it and our REM cycles. Even though you do feel like, okay, this glass of wine is going to get me to go to bed earlier. Alcohol and sleep also go hand in hand because it will impact your performance in the gym. It will impact your risk of health problems and diabetes and things like that. Our blood sugar is better managed when we get proper sleep. So I just can't reiterate sleep enough for you guys alongside protein, lifting weights, fiber, and the quality of your food choices. If there is one thing that you want to do as you get older, it's trying to find ways to just be very aware of your sleep habits because it's one of those things that like if you get pretty good sleep, that's probably not the make or break thing. But you know, when you're really struggling with your weight and you feel like, gosh, like, you know, I'm older now, like this and that, like Usually one of the first things to really address is sleep because sleep is the foundation for all of our health. Sleep is just associated with so many issues we experience in life, specifically when it comes to our health. 
So I just can't, once again, stress it enough. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Your dietitian is telling you to sleep more, sleep better, and sleep the best. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know how you liked it. Tag me on Instagram, on your stories, on, you know, whatever platform. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you enjoyed it. And most importantly, I just hope you really, really believe that your best days are yet to come. And yes, weight loss may feel different and harder and your life is different. And, you know, there's new barriers that you're experiencing. But at the end of the day, you are not broken. You, you know, your metabolism does shift and change as you get older. But you know, that does not mean that, you know, you're never going to be able to lose this weight. And it also doesn't mean that as you get older, you should be scared that the best days are behind you and you're never going to feel confident in your body again. Like it will be a new normal. It will be a new experience for you. But when you start to do these things and focus on what will really enhance your metabolism, that is so important. Because notice that we didn't talk about calories. We didn't talk about deficit. We didn't talk about restriction. Like I'm talking about things that are going to impact your health, which therefore are going to set you up for success to be able to even be on a weight loss journey or even be able to manage your weight. As you get older, it is not a death sentence to gaining weight. It doesn't mean you're never going to be able to lose weight. You totally can, but you have to make sure your metabolism is fueled right and fueled strong. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.